Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fight or Flight podcast. My name is Lanray and on today's episode I'm going to be reviewing the fights from the previous weekend including AJ McKee versus Pitbull. Uh, I'm also going to be reviewing the Uriah Hall versus uh, Strickland fight which was the main event for the UFC fight night. Not a very exciting UFC fight night. And lastly I'm going to be talking about some of the announcements that have been made um, about upcoming fights, especially, you know, fights like Usman Covington 2, Michael Chandler versus Justin Gagey, Islam Makachev versus Dos Anjos, uh, a few other fights that have been recently announced. I think Cody Garbrandt and Kai Carl France. Um, so some of those I'm going to cover very briefly. Obviously, there's, some of them are still a ways away, so um, won't get into too much details. Just give you a quick overview of what I think about the matchup. So I'm going to start off with the AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull fight. Uh, and then I'm going to go to the Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall after that. So the AJ fight, AJ McKee fight, um, going into that fight, I thought it was close. Um, I leaned a little towards Pitbull's experience as far as maybe he could eke it out. Uh, just because, you know, it, it had been a while since Pitbull had lost the fight. I think it was... 2016 and he's looked really dominant in in a lot of the performances that i've watched um but you know it was anything but competitive and soon as the fight started um i didn't think it was going to go too long to be to be very honest just the range at which they were fighting you could tell that pitbull didn't want to get into aj mckee's range i didn't realize how long he was or how much longer he was than Pitbull. And so you could see that Pitbull was hesitant to try to cover the distance, to get into rage, to try to, you know, land a strike or throw any type of offense. And so you could see McKee taking the center of the the octagon and pushing Patricio back. Now, it was one of those where you were just kind of waiting for somebody to go. And I thought, okay, Pitbull can't be the one to go because if he goes, AJ is just waiting to counter him. But I didn't see that kick come in either. And if you watch it, you'll see that Patricio sees the, the Pitbull sees the kick coming. He just, you know, he, he miscalculates that it's going to be going high. He thinks it's going to be going to the body. So he kind of ducks a little and tries to cover the body so his hands go low and then the head kick lands and from that point on it was you know it was pretty much done i mean you could make an argument that aj shouldn't have stopped you know because he lands a few good punches he lands the uppercut through the middle floors uh pitbull and he starts celebrating essentially right and you could see pitbull kind of dazed gets back up and then you know um aj puts him in the guillotine there was some question about the stoppage, but for me, there wasn't really anything. Um, you're talking about a matter of, you know, maybe another 20 seconds and and um, Pitbull is fully out. If he wasn't already out, his hands went limp. But, you know, so to me, it wasn't like it was one of those things where he looked like he was going to get himself out of trouble. He was in the guillotine. Now, the guillotine wasn't the tightest I've ever seen, but especially when you've been dazed, it's hard because you can see he's trying to fight. He he stops fighting. His hands go limp. And so at that point, it's like, you know, what are you really, really waiting for? So I wasn't mad about the stoppage at all. Um, I thought it was a dominant, dominant fight. 
in some ways you kind of wish that it went a little bit longer, you know, so you could kind of see more of the matchup. But honestly, I think AJ McKee is always going to be a problem for Pitbull. And a lot of times styles make fights. And just trying to close that range, I think, is always going to be difficult for him. So I don't know what happens next. Um, on the Pitbull side, I think, you know, he talked at, at the end of the fight about taking some time and he will be back. I do believe that, I, especially if they don't make the fight, the rematch, the next fight. I think it'll be good for him to fight somebody else. I think Pitbull is head and shoulders above pretty much everybody else in the division except AJ McKee. And, and so I would like to see him take another fight. I think, you know, he's small enough that he can go to that 135. He's already beat Juan Archuleta before the former champion. And, you know, Pettis, the new champion, I don't think will be able to stay with him. So, you know, I think he has some options. Um, I'm definitely still looking forward to seeing him fight. I hope they don't make the rematch immediately. Not because I don't think Pitbull deserves it. I just think this kind of loss being stopped he's lost before but it was always five round decisions he lost one you know freaky fight against Benson Henderson where he broke his leg but he was winning that dominating that fight up to that point so you know he hasn't taken a lot of losses so I think you want him to get his confidence back and work on a game plan for the AJ McKee rematch as far as AJ McKee is concerned um you know, he's talked about going up to 155. He's pretty big for the division. And I can see him fighting at 155 and taking that, um, you know, taking 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 the, the title there as well. He's really young too. He's 26. So in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, the chapter is just about to start, you know, being it's he's just right, beginning to write the chapter. And I think I think we, we could be in for a very dominant reign. It's hard to tell because, you know, somebody that young, you know, um, you, you're you banking on them staying motivated for the next, you know, nine, eight years and building and just the hunger and the de- determination and dedication that it takes. Um, but so far, he, he's shown that he's been able to handle everything that's been thrown his way. So congratulations to AJ McKee on being the new featherweight champion. Look forward to seeing him. And I hope he's, you know, he gets the first title defense coming up shortly. Um, I forget the name of the guy in the co-main event, uh, but it was against Emmanuel Sanchez. And I thought that guy did really well. I think it will be interesting to see him fight AJ McKinnon in the next fight. He was nonstop, all action. And I, and I think that, that could be a good matchup, different from anything that we've seen so far. So, you know, let's see how that goes. Next up, I'm going to talk about the Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall fight. To be very honest with you, um, I felt bad watching this fight. Um, I thought Sean Strickland had a really good opportunity. And I think I even said in breakdown that people are sleeping on the matchup and they think that this would be a walkover. And I thought this is not going to be an easy fight for Uriah Hall. But at the same time, it just didn't look like he had any answers and not just like answers to Sean Strickland just in general. And even when he went to the, to the corner and you could see the way they were talking to him to try to motivate him, to try to get him going. And it just didn't feel like he, he could get going and didn't feel like he had any answers. And, and obviously Sean Strickland was put in a pace, but 
you know, you kind of look at Uriah Hall as somebody who, especially when it comes to striking, was one of the best in the division. And I just didn't see anything on offer. You know, I didn't, I, yeah, I, I you know, I think it was, he's won four in a row, like, you know, so I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I mean, two of those have been against Anderson Silva and Chris Weidman. Um, and so, you know, I, I was coming into this with temp- temperate expectations, but I also think, you know, after seeing the performance, um, I'm not sure where he goes from here. You know, I just, I didn't see any kind of urgency or any kind of, you know, I, I don't know if there's enough left for him to make another run of the title, especially not based on the performance we just saw. So, great win for Sean Strickland. Um, you know, weird, if not funny, um, post-match, uh, post-match press conference, post-match in cage, um, you know, after the fight, um, and I wonder, I would be interested to see who they match him up with. I think it'll be, I think, you know, we could see him, um, in a fight against somebody like, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, you know, but there are a few matchups, like the, the Gastelum fight could be something for him. Um, it's a Danish guy. Oh man, this is going to bug me now. Um, no, no, it's in, um, Hermanson, Hermanson, you know, Hermanson. So I think it's, it's, you know, that could be a good matchup to people who don't quit. I don't know where they'll place him in the ranking, so we'll see how that goes, but uh, you know, great performance by Sean Strickland and looking forward to seeing him back in the octagon soon. Okay, so I'm going to go over some of the fights that have been recently announced in the UFC. Um, we have some really good ones, man. You know, the um, Usman Covington fight I mentioned had been announced. The Gechi Chandler fight has also been announced. The um Costa versus Marvin Vittori fight, which is another phenomenal fight. Uh Islam Makachev versus RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, and then Godi Garbrand versus Kai Ka France. Uh and I just think, you know, some sometimes the UFC gets it right. A lot of times they do. You know, they make a lot of really great matchups. Um obviously as we get closer to the dates we'll get into more details about how I see the fight going, what to look out for. Uh you know, but pretty much all of them I'm looking forward to. You know, the Usman Covington fight, I think I talked about this on a previous part. Um, I just think there's going to be, you know, Covington needs to do something different in this fight. And I think he's going to try to lean on the wrestling. I don't know if he's going to have any success there. And I, I look for Usman to actually try to then get into some scrambles and try to dominate the wrestling. Uh, I think. Covington will try to wrestle so that, one, he can get into some clinch work, slow the fight down, make it a little bit, you know, dull and nasty. Uh, And two, I think um, he probably wants to try to see, he wants to see if he can get Usman tired. Like, he wants to see if he can push Usman to, you know, the level of cardio that Covington claims that he has right and he's already started with the epo stuff which again to me i think i said this before just kind of proves and maybe i maybe i tweeted this is like you know when you start talking about ceo of epo 
EPO is something that people take for endurance, or you're trying to say that his stamina is really good. And if you're thinking that he's because his stamina is so good because he's on drugs, I think that speaks to maybe not a fear, but you know, a little chink in your armor as well, as far as you know, not being able to weaponize what you think is your advantage in terms of your cardio and your stamina, which you've been able to with other people. So what else do you have? You know, so I think it'll be an interesting fight. I think a lot more will come to light before that fight happens. Um, I think it will. It, it, we we have to see the rest in exchanges. I do not think Kobe will have an advantage of Usman, but a lot of times in these type of wrestling exchanges, maybe the person who initiated can get into the clinch and then try to dominate the clinch by virtue of the one being initiating. You know the grappling exchanges, um, but I just haven't seen. I've seen situations where Covington was taken down, or where he was not necessarily out grappled, but you know he was taken down. He was you know um, controlled for a little bit of time. Like there've been a few fights like that. You never see that with Usman. Like you've never seen Usman taken down and definitely not held down. So. You know, again, it'll be interesting to see, but I think Kobe needs that for this fight. Some of the other fights, you know, the uh, Chandler, Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje fight is an incredible fight. I think they're talking about it being a three-round fight. I really hope it's a five-round fight. I heard that the Islam Makhachev versus RDA fight is also a three-round fight. I don't not know what... I don't want to curse. I don't know what's going on there. Right, like these guys, especially at 155, you're talking about the fact that you're contenders, you should be fighting five round fights. Now, I understand it's unfair to say that you know, before the um, Leon Edwards and Nadia's five round, you know, non title fight that happened, maybe not everybody should want this or have this, but you know, these are these are going to be iconic fights. I don't know that they should be three rounds, except if you know. Somebody can finish somebody else in three rounds. But at this level, even if you are going to finish your opponent, I think if you have these type of title aspirations or you've just come off for fighting title fights, at that level, I think you should be fighting five-round fights. And that goes for the Islam Akhachev fight and the um, you know Justin Gaethje versus um, Chandler fight. I think both matchups are very interesting, though. Um and again, break down closer to the fight itself. I feel like people have looked at what Khabib did to Justin Gaethje and, th- and thought to themselves, maybe there is a wrestling weakness there or a grappling weakness if you can tire him out. The problem is not many people have the kind of pressure that Khabib has. Michael Chandler has incredible pressure at the very beginning of the fight, but keeping it for five rounds is really hard for him to sustain it. Not, not that he is he can't fight fight he can't fight five rounds he can it's just that intensity that he shows at the very start of the fight just think about the dan hooker fight for example or the charles lorraine fight you don't see that same intensity by the second or by the third round sorry by the third fourth fifth round right so um he'll still be there he can still knock you out you know and so if this is a three-round fight i feel like that plays perfectly into his hands i just don't know if he can take gaichi down and if you can't take Gaethje down, it's going to be a very long night because I think striking-wise, Gaethje is not as reckless and will not provide as many openings as he used to. And his footwork is impeccable. And his leg kicks, which Michael Chandler has had a problem with, 
is incredible as well. So, you know, I, I would I would be very wary um, if I was Michael Chandler, but there is still a road for him to win that fight. The RDA Islam Makhachev fight, I think, is going to be very interesting. Um, I think this is a fight where, you know, we saw what Khabib did to a much, 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 much younger version of RDA. And so I think the expectation is going to be for Islam to do something similar. The last time we saw RDA was against... Um, Oh man, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, the UFC fight announcer, Felder, Paul Felder. Uh, and so in that fight, he was able to take him down. He was able to hold him down. Uh, but that was somebody who was coming off a, of, you know, coming, who took the fight on very, very short notice. So let's see what Islam has, especially if it's a three round fight. I don't know where he's going to try to take the fight, if he's going to try to keep it grappling or if he's going to try to keep it standing. Um, so let's see. I, I'm not as... Uh, I think a lot of people just kind of think it's a foregone conclusion that Islam will dominate that fight. But, you know, I'm not as sure. Um, it, as we get closer, I'll watch RDA's last fight again and just kind of see what he looks like he still has. But I don't... I, I think RDA can be very tricky, especially because he's been fighting at, you know, um, welterweight. He's been fighting at welterweight now for some time. So... You know, he's used to much bigger guys going with much bigger guys. But again, you know, if you believe what they say about Islam's grappling, you know, he, he also is used to going with bigger guys, right? So let's see how that fight plays out. Um, Diego, the Costa versus Vittori fight. I'm very interested to see how this goes. I haven't seen Paulo Costa since he lost to Izzy. Um, and I don't know what to make of Vittori now, right? I, I, I tend to think that Vittori... While his striking is, you know, I, th I tend to think that Costa might have a little bit better striking or a little bit more power. Let me put it that way. Um, we haven't seen him. We've seen him slow down, you know, in, in some of these fights. So it's a five round fight. Is he going to be able to keep up? Marvin doesn't stop. His striking might not be great. His grappling might not be the best. His grappling is pretty decent. Um, but. You know, is he going to be able to take Costa down and hold him down? And is Costa going to just try to walk through him? And what if Vittoria is still there after two, three rounds, you know? So I think this is a really big fight for both of these guys. They're coming off of title challenges and title losses. And so, you know, one person is going to get back into a good winning feel. One person is going to see a further slide. Um and, and right now, I'm not sure how to go. If I had to go right now, I'd go Marvin Vittori, but uh, we still have a ways to go. Let's see Let's see what content comes out and let's see. Let me go back and revisit some of Costa's, Paulo Costa's older fights. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, I think I'm going to be recording a little bit more frequently. Um, I'm thinking about doing maybe two episodes a week. We do have... A UFC pay-per-view event this weekend unfortunately Amanda Nunes has been taken off because she had COVID so that fight against Juliana Pena is not going to be happening every time Amanda Nunes fights in my opinion is must-see TV every time like there's a period when you watch the fights where she hits these women and they realize like there's like a oh my god what is going on moment and you can see it in their eyes um, and I think Juliana Pena had been talking a lot. And so 
I was excited to see what she would bring. I didn't think she would be the favorite or anything, but just somebody who actually really wanted to smoke. So I thought that would be a, a really great fight that's off the card. But we still have like a lot of really good fights. There's still, um, you know, the headlining fight itself, Cyril Garn versus Derek Lewis. Um, again, I'll give my thoughts closer to the end of the week on, on how I see that fight going. But some of the other fights, we have uh, Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munez. We also have Michael Chiesa squaring up against Vicente Luque. I think that's going, those are going to be some incredible fights. Uh, so I'll, I'll do a, another episode before the end of the week about those. And obviously, I'll do another episode once those fights happen. So if you have any questions, please, like I always say, follow follow me on um, on Twitter. It's flight. It's fight flight mma that's fight flight mma Uh, and if you have any questions anything you want me to cover please always feel free to reach out thanks for listening once again have a great day